0: Hey, thanks so much for downloading the episode on the show today. I talk about my cold. We also talk about boobs and butts and hormones and some hilarious, submitted, ugly, and awkward moments of the week. Thank you so much. Shop and enjoy the show.
1: It's another uncensored look at the world around you, from sisters who will say just about anything to
0: anyone at any time. It's the Uggs. Jamie? What's wrong with you? Where's your mother? Paula?
1: I just wanted them to squirt that into my butt. Uncensored as always, it's time for The Ugly Truth.
0: Welcome to The Ugly Truth. This is episode 351. We are Sisters Who Podcast. Yes. Welcome to The Ugly Truth, everybody. We are Sisters Who Podcast. I don't know if I sound different, but I have a cold, and it was so funny. I woke up this morning, and um, and of course, in the morning, way worse, as we discussed before we started recording. Mm-hmm. I don't know when was the last time you had a cold.
1: Um, Like a full-blown one? I yeah. Don't, I don't really remember. I had like a little annoying one, just like... Kind of like a stuffy nose kind of thing, like
0: mm-hmm. maybe like two months ago. But okay, I don't
1: really get sick. I don't. know I don't either.
0: And I think I told either told Daryl or you, not on the show, but I we, we did that extended trip to Anaheim, and mm-hmm. there was a lot of gross hacking people. Mm-hmm. And I said, if I don't get sick after this trip, I have the immune system of a steel drum. I mean, there's like right. nothing's getting in and out. And of course. I got sick so I'm sitting there going you filthy germ laden people it's uh, it's the airport it's totally the airport so it's not the airplane I don't think so I mean there was some hacking and sneezing but the airport is just rife with it's like a petri dish of human scourge and I just and I Paula I wash my hands I don't I don't lick anything I don't sometimes I don't even eat or drink anything there I'm just like leave me to myself I'm fine. Although, you know, who knows? Maybe I got it at the doctor's office when we went to that <laughs> doctor and those filthy people were there. I don't really know. But I got it. I'm mad. Last night was the night where I started getting sick because you're like, oh, I'm getting sick. I've got a cold. And then I woke up this morning and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm I'm definitely sick. And yeah. of course, sometime around three or four, I, d- I slept well for like two or three hours mm-hmm. and then the medicine wore off. And so I started like my nose. Don't you hate that when your nose is super stuffy and then suddenly you feel like this waterfall of mucus oh, coming out of your I nose? Oh, I hate that. You feel a
1: dribble outside,
0: the no- outside
1: of your nose. Yeah. Like, what
0: is that? And I can't sniff it because I'm stuffy and I'm like, oh my God. So I'm running. And then I try to blow and I can't blow and I just have to let the thing run. That is the most frustrating thing. I freaking hate it. I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stick these up my nose and just let it drip because nothing's working. So I'm wrestling around. I'm trying to figure out a way to keep this onslaught of s- s- mucus or whatever is coming out of my nose from-, from dripping. And Daryl turns over. He goes, is there anything I can do for you? I go, why? Am I bothering you? God. <laughs> it' like, I was so mad at him. Why? Then- he was just asking <laughs> Because I was being restless and I was making a lot of noise and I knew that I was being high maintenance in bed. And if it was me, I'd be like, what can I get for you? Like, you need to stop moving around. Oh, Victor's the total opposite. He could sleep through a hurricane. So oh, God.
1: I could just be laying there, you know, having a seizure, heart attack, <laughs> stroke situation. And, and he'd you can be wake like, up and go, oh, <laughs> yeah. You just wake up the next morning. Actually, he'd probably wake up the next morning, get ready for work, and leave. Not really. And be I like, was what? She, was,
0: she was sleeping when I left. <laughs> I guess she looked pale. Oh, she's always pale. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Actually, I didn't even look at her. <laughs> she, her head was turned away, so I just left. Yeah, so he goes, is there anything I get for you? I'm like, why am I bothering you? And he's like, no, you're you're just obviously struggling. And I said, no, I'm fine. And I'm like, man, I am bitchy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really mad and irritated. I'm irritated with myself. So I'm projecting. So I hate being sick. And like I told you before the show, of course, when I can't succumb to any kind of malady in this house. And it's not because I think I rule the world or anything. It's just that the second that I decide to just become bedridden and watch TV and just suffer for a minute, the whole world comes crumbling down around me. Everything that I keep holding together There's a there'll be a fray or a crack, you know. Malia's texting me. My son is calling about a doctor's appointment on the other side of town that he wants me to go to. You know, it's like it's Mm -hmm. endless. You know, and then I heard Daryl downstairs, he's got travel already. He's going Mm -hmm. to LA again. I'm like, Oh my God You know, so There
1: is no sitting down and resting. Are you kidding me? No. The moment I sit down, and this happens every time, like the moment I sit down, I get all situated with my computer, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm going to search for jobs, <laughs> and I've got my headphones on, yes. you know, I got my blanket, Pablo's all situated, and then Olivia's just like, <laughs> mom, you know, and I'm <sighs> like, what? She's like, can you make me macaroni and cheese or something, you know, no. situation. Or Ryan wants to, you know, go to a friend's house that I've never met. And, you right. know, you know right. he wants me to talk to his his mom on the phone. And I'm just oh, like, my what? Gosh. You know.
0: my, my Steven's friend, his mom wants to talk to you before I come over. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> who said you're going anywhere, you know? <laughs> you so. have an effing science. You're going nowhere. <laughs> oh, it's far worse than that. So. Okay. So anyway, add a a full time job to any of this for any mother or wife. And it's just 10. It's just 10 times worse. Actually, it's 10 times better because all you have to do is be sick at work. You can escape. (laughs) You can day cool your way through it. I can do that any day. Right. So I'm struggling a little bit, but I'll I'll be fine. And, you know, Daryl's like, you know, You've done enough. I think you need to rest. And I said, rest is for the dead, man. I can't. Mm. I, I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm such a freaking control freak. I just don't want to succumb to anything that I don't have a decision on. So we'll see how it goes. I'm, I'm not going to push it till I die like Luke Perry, for God's sake. I, Paula, I am so bummed that Luke Perry died. I think I'm just like in disbelief. I... I'm genuinely saddened. I had such a crush on him. Everyone did. Everyone did. He right? was the bad boy, you know, of the He was our James know. Dean. He was our modern day James Dean. And he was a good actor too. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He kinda had that raspy voice
1: and Yeah. You know it was always know, he, between him and uh what was the other guy's Brandon. Name? Brandon Jason Priestley. I didn't yeah. like Jason Priestley. I did. I didn't. He was
0: too, he was too uh, oh, khaki you, shorts and polo shirt for me.
1: Who'd you like, Ian Zeering? Oh,
0: no. No one <laughs> liked him. I know. He I, was like no. the ugly buddy. <laughs> and then David Silver. He looked like he was 11. He was 11. Tori Spelling. They were like, look, give him to Tori Spelling. <laughs> I know. They were Let stuck him together be for like the whole 10 years or however the like, series well, went on. I guess we might as well get to know each other now because, you know, they're marrying us in the spinoff. So (laughs) let's just deal with this.
1: No, actually, Luke Perry went on to do other things. He was the only Mm -hmm. one that was, I think, successful
0: in doing other things. Well, Ian Ziering has Sharknado. Well, that is true. And that was great. Uh, And Shannon Doherty, obviously. But if we're talking about the boys of 90210, they they all did okay. What did Jason Priestley do? Oh, you know what? He did stuff. He was in Tombstone. Oh, right. He yeah, played, like, he was the, the one that was gay writer. Yes, yes. No, well, he was in love with the gay actor. So. I mean, kind of. I mean, they don't really push it, but it was obvious he was infatuated with Billy Zane. Which in turn would make him gay. <laughs> well, they don't push that fact in the movie. I mean, they, we as the viewer know it's obvious he's gay, but I don't think the people around him, that wasn't a thing back then in the Tombstone days. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't get the impression that they knew he was gay. OK, well, I don't know. I mean, you know, what? maybe I just have maybe you can be in love with the man and, and still be straight. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just meant in the aspects of the time that it was supposedly occurring that they that wasn't something that they were hip to in the West. I don't know. Well, I don't think it was something you talk about. That's for sure. So. Uh, no, <laughs> he would have been dead way earlier in the film. Right. But anyway, yeah, when I read, well, obviously, when Luke Perry had a stroke, I went, oh, and they, they made very clear it was a massive stroke. I have a friend who suffered a massive stroke last year. He is, it is, I mean, a long, arduous recovery. And I still... I fully believe that he's going to recover, not maybe 100 percent, but he will recover. I just think it will take a really long time. Obviously, Luke Perry, that did not happen. I I read that and went, OK, he's older than me, but he's not like 20 years older than me. So no, he's I mean, really young, 52 is young for a massive stroke. And I thought, well, this is what it feels like to be our parents and watch all of our rock star idols starting to die. Well, I mean... My the God. Thing, the only thing I think of is with strokes, it's usually like a
1: high blood pressure thing. <clears throat> oh, so, yeah. I suppose. I suppose. And so I could only imagine that it probably was like a genetic type thing because he was so young. Maybe his family just was prone to high blood pressure. And so... Yeah. Maybe I don't know if he wasn't taking his medication, or yeah, I don't know. You know, it's really hard to say. Mm-hmm. Or maybe he was, and it would just you know was happened anyway. You know, it just it's hard. Yeah, to you're right. Day.
0: Strokes definitely don't come out of the blue. There's usually an underlying warning sign, whether it's like you said, like if you're well, if you're an alcoholic or blood pressure or something of that nature. And you're right; he definitely could have had something that he wasn't either neglecting or wasn't aware of. Mm-hmm. There's ways to figure it out. And I'm sure they have since it's this has occurred. Regardless, it's I had a friend who reminded me that strokes can happen any to anyone at any time. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I And you're right. Absolutely correct. But this is still, I mean, 52 is pretty damn young.
1: Well, and usually there's some some kind of uh, pre-existing condition or something. Exactly. Like that.
0: It doesn't you don't it's even with a heart attack. Those aren't. There's usually a reason. So, but I was, you know, reading about it and I was looking at all the things and, you know, I suddenly I was, you know, 18 again and I'm looking at all of the photos of when he was on Beverly Hills, 90210. And you know what other movie he was really good in? It was one he played in the rodeo. Oh, eight seconds! I for eight I seconds. Had, I had completely
1: forgot about that movie until I saw the poster um, uh-huh. when they showed it again, and yeah. I had forgotten how much I loved that movie. You and I, I used to watch that movie all the time. I think. Oh my god, so
0: good, so it good, was so good. I, I love the rodeo movies for some was reason. was it like Lane something or? Oh yeah. well, he he was he was playing a real person, right? Who actually who died for real. He did pass away for real. Um, I don't remember. I don't remember. I thought it was Lane. But anyway, yeah, he he really was such a and, you know, I was reading about him because I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about they're like, well, did someone find him? Did he was he alone? What you know? What did he crawl to the phone? And he had a fiance. He was uh-huh. very he was viciously private. About his life. Right. So I remember when he got married because I remember going, God damn it. He got married, you know, but that was like in 93. Right. He had had two kids. And then um, like a year ago, he got engaged to another woman who is a psychiatrist or family counselor. And so that's that's where I'm sure that's who he was living with. And I'm sure they were all there. But his ex-wife, his children, his brother, his dad and his fiance were all there when he passed away. So, obviously, he must have been on
1: some sort of life support or something like that.
0: Yeah, I'd read they had put him in a coma, Mm -hmm. a medically induced coma. My guess is so that they could prepare to say goodbye. And then,
1: once well, actually, what I read is the medically induced coma, they did Mm -hmm. that because they were trying to let the brain rest. Yes. So they didn't want the body overworking itself. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's why. Lane Frost.
0: Lane Frost. That's right. That's it. Lane Frost. Anyway, so uh, goodbye to our teenage heart heartthrob, the first of many. I wonder if at some point they just realized
1: there was no brain activity or something like I'm that. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, That's I'm sure. so sad. May, I know. And it's just so tragic. And I just I just, you know, when Shannon Doherty, she was diagnosed with, I think, stage three breast cancer or something. Yeah. I followed that journey from day one, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, please don't die. Please don't die. I loved her. She was my favorite because she's such a bitch. And I just mm-hmm. loved her for it. And I thought she always got the run of the deal on Beverly Hills 90210. Always. I actually thought she was one of the best actresses on that show. She is the best actress on that show. I hated Jenny Garth. <laughs> she was such a bitch. She was a whore. She was a whore. She slept with everybody on that show. When Dylan and Kelly and Brenda had the triangle, the love triangle, I'm like, Mm -hmm. you asshole. Why did you do that? Why did you have to do that? You don't screw your best friend's boyfriend. That's just messed up. And then you don't sit down at the lunch table and go, "Okay, we both love you, Dylan. You're going to have to choose. (laughs) That's never going to happen. That's just teenage crap. Uh, Well, I don't know. In this day and age, teenagers would not. First of all, they'd resolve all this shit on Snapchat. (laughs) There would be no, there'd be no showdown in the lunchroom. And and yet again, it just shows how far we've not come
1: where (laughs) the man is blameless, you know. Yes. It's
0: not like he put his dick in either one of them, you know. Yeah, of course. He's the piece of cake we're all fighting over. It's like, I don't think so. I never get into those situations. Never. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. If you do not have any desire to stay faithful, or if you can't decide, I'm out, I'll make it easy for you. I am not one of those people. I'm not going to fight for a guy. Never. I will fight for a guy if it's about, you know, an illness, <laughs> but another woman, no, never.
1: Yeah, I just don't I w- do that. I wish I could say I, ha- I probably maybe am one of those people now, but in my past, I
0: probably was not. You were the Brenda Walsh to somebody's Kelly Taylor.
1: Uh, yes, but I was, Ugh,
0: I was yeah. far more nasty. I see. So. Well, anyway. <sighs> rest <sighs> in peace, Luke. Yes. Oh my God. It's so sad. But yes. And hopefully, you know, t- take care of yourself. You guys go to the freaking doctor, get the blood work, get the mammogram, get the prostate or whatever exams you're supposed to get at 50. Just please, you know, get a- go for a freaking walk. Just do something. Eat some kale. You and if know? You're- Prescribed medication? Take, take it! it. <laughs> for the gut love of God, take your pills. It's it's not prescribed as, you know, a recommendation. Yeah, this isn't a suggestion. It's because you need it. Daryl and I talked about that because, you know, men in general are fairly reluctant to go to a professional, medical professional for anything. And I don't know if the marketing and the PSAs work for men as far as when they see those things like get your prostate checked, if they hear it or see it on NFL Sunday or whatever. But the, a wife can nag the shit out of them or a girlfriend can nag them to to a doctor. If you can nag them to the doctor, then they're much better off, generally speaking. It took a long time for Daryl to recognize how important it was to go to the doctor for anything. Right. For real. So and I'm like, well, you know what? I mean, if you die, I'm young enough that people at the funeral will say you could have a whole new life still. You know, do you want that for me? (laughs) Because I don't. So he's like, you're right. So he goes to the doctor. Well, good. Yes. You're probably not even going to find anything, which is the good news. It's proactive. You're just being proactive and not reactive, which is really the whole, that's the game in medical health, you know, in health in general. It's you're, you're trying to be as proactive as possible instead of being reactive. Cause once you go and they're like, Oh yeah, you got this shit. Suddenly you're, you're screwed. You know, suddenly you're, you're quickly trying to catch up. Right. So yeah, it's really important, especially for men because they can ignore for years. They'll ignore some th- weird thing for years and they'll go well when did you know about this oh i don't know i noticed it a few years ago a few years
1: ago that's what i noticed on that dr pimple popper show that Mm -hmm. they walk around with these giant lumps on their forehead or something (laughs) like that and he's like this is fred and it's just like well when did you uh notice fred coming around well he started out as a marble but i've had
0: him for (laughs) like 10 years and i'm like 10 years how do you walk around with a hump on your back for 10 years and not one person suggested that perhaps you should go to the doctor? And he's like, well, it is embarrassing. I'm like, then go to the doctor. It's like, well, because I refuse to not wear anything but tank tops. <laughs> so, we, so the whole world gets to see it. You know,
1: well, this one guy had it directly like on his forehead. He's like, I wear a lot of beanies. I'm <laughs> just like,
0: God, uh,
1: me personally, mm-hmm. Victor has like, because he's a combat <laughs> lifesaver Yes, he got trained as one, and so in his medical kit he has a scalpel. <laughs> so, oh my god, I'm like, I would have taken that thing and I would have lanced it myself just to see what the hell. That shit, a long I would have time seen ago. what the hell
0: was in there. I'm like, I don't need yeah. a doctor. <laughs> First of all, I'm with you. And it's always men, by the way. The women, if they have larger lipomas or whatever, cysts or whatever, they're usually hidden in their hair or something. I've seen that. This one woman, it was looked like she had a third boob. It was really weird. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't know. Like this one guy came in and he had something on the back of his knee and it looked like a testicle <laughs> hanging on the back of his knee. And he comes in and it was a incredibly overgrown skin tag. And Paula, when I say testicle, I mean like a handful, like it was a large hanging thing on the back of his knee. And he is terrified, terrified. Now, they don't show their faces or anything like that. He goes, well, I'm just I'm really, really scared. She goes, well, how did you get in here? He goes, my wife tricked me. (laughs) it was like taking him to the vet she said hey let's go for a ride and they went to southern california wherever they live and they went there and they showed up and she goes you're getting that taken off today and he's like what so they go in and i mean snip snip 10 minutes and he's out of there and that thing had been dangling since they got married i i remember that one she cauterized that shit and she's like, be on your merry way. And of course, he was like, thank you. And he goes skipping out of there. And he goes, thank your wife. <laughs> <Seriously>? <laughs> thank your wife. And oh But it's God. always men. They just they act like it's nothing. This, that, uh, there, I saw a dude go in there and he was like completely obsessed with his body. Like he was super tan, super fit. And he had this giant softball cyst on his knee that he'd been ignoring. No joke. Eight years. Finally had it done. It was a giant. She goes, I've never seen a cyst this big. It was the biggest pimple I'd ever seen in my life. So much white shit came out of that. She couldn't numb it to the bone. It was so deep. That's disgusting. He had to endure some pain to get that thing cleaned out because she's like, it's so big. I mean. If she had known it was going to go that deep, she would have not. She would have put him out, like general general anesthesia. Yeah, but he he endured it. I'm like, I wouldn't have. No way. That's like fucking. That's like a freaking gun wound. <laughs> no oh way. My gosh. And he's like, I'm like a new man. I'm like, no kidding. What a shock. That's he gross. went. He went because his boyfriend broke up with him because he's like, I can't deal with that thing anymore <laughs> because of the knee. <laughs> Because it represents more than the knee. You know, when someone neglects something that long, that's that's indicative of other things that are going on in your life that are wrong. You know what I mean? Well, plus men, especially if they're
1: into their bodies, they're so superficial. So, well,
0: yeah. Aren't we all, though, for some at some point? Although this week we're going to talk about 600 pound life and that's probably a different thing.
1: I would never break up with someone because of, you know, something that had grown on their body while we were together. If we were dating and it was already there, then I probably would have a problem with it.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you realize after eight years, how many how many rounds they went on that knee? Can you even fathom no. the, the arguments? It's like, oh, I bought some grapefruit. Speaking of grapefruits, what are you gonna do about that knee? alone it's like look we can have this discussion but what if it's cancer i don't care i'll lose the leg i'm not going in trying on clothes well these jeans just don't work oh because of your knee right oh my god and and that was the thing and he wore like skin tight jeans and stuff it was he had to literally like gingerly pull his jeans up because it hurt i'm like you know what you deserve it you deserve that pain you dummy what's wrong with you where's your mother it drives me insane. And I wish I could say it was, you know, it was only an exception to the rule that men did this, but all men do it. Oh, I tell Victor at least once a week to go to the doctor, mostly because I yeah. get tired of hearing about his ailments. <laughs> when Daryl is sick, you know, well, you know how much sympathy we have when, when, when men are ill. Victor's latest thing is he
1: thinks he has some sort of cancer or something like that. So go get a blood test. He did. And and. And. It was negative. You know, it was just this blood test came back fine. His urine mm. test came back fine. And he mm. says, I just need the cancer screening. I'm like, Victor, they're not going to screen you for any kind of cancer if all your blood tests are normal. If your white blood cells are
0: in check, you don't have cancer.
1: And he, and he's unless like,
0: you see some kind of melanoma on your skin.
1: And he's like, but my lymph nodes are so swollen. And I'm like, well, what did they say about that? He's like, well, they couldn't find any swollen lymph nodes when I was there. (laughs) I feel like you're talking to your son. And I'm like, Victor,
0: I think you're just working yourself up. Speaking of cancer. Uh Oh, it's kind of being buried right now because there's so much other. There's always something going on in the world that, you know, real interesting information is being buried Because of some ridiculous outburst somewhere. But they are finding that certain implants are causing cancer. Like what kind of breast implants? Breast. Yes. Yes. And now they have their first very um, substantiated case of a butt implant causing uh, lymphoma. Really? Yes. And so I'm like, well, it was only a matter of time. I mean, this whole generation of women getting, you know, trying to look like a Kardashian or, you know, trying to be Instagram perfect, getting all these implants and injections. It's not surprising that now they're showing this this rare cancer that's showing up in people who get a certain type of implant. Um, I don't know if it's a brand or like a type of saline or whatever, but they're absolutely able to correlate between implants um, of this nature and cancer. Wow. And they're not nobody's talking about that. And I said, you know, especially in places like, I don't know, Florida and California and where, you know, where body is very surgery hubs too. Yeah. Maybe Texas even but or New York Mm -hmm. too. But it's like any of the major cities where you know implants are super popular. It's a bit surprising that we're not talking about this a bit more because there are a lot of young ladies who get butt and breast implants when they hit like 19 20.
1: You know the funny thing about that is is like and this is just maybe it's a hope. I don't know. Mm. But I mean body images they changed throughout the decades and Mm -hmm. i hope that you know in the near future that these giant asses are going to be out of style and these women with these tiny waists and these giant asses are going to be women without countries
0: That's not nice. I have a giant ass. No, you don't. <laughs> not like they do. You mean you mean the faux yeah. Jessica Rabbit body? Well, I think it is a matter of now there's something for everyone. But I I understand what you're saying. And I I just, I don't, I wish there was a way to explain to ladies that they don't need to do that. Like, I mean, you have a flat butt and you don't think about implants. Jamie, I've been thinking about them like all week. <gasps> What?
1: Well, actually, I thought... You're going to get cancer. I didn't think they were implants, though. I thought they just
0: squirted in fat. No, they have butt implants. They have implants for everything. Any muscle in your body, they can implant. I just wanted them to squirt fat into my butt. No, you could do... Maybe do a lunge. Well, I I was thinking about starting to walk. Yeah, I know. (laughs) There are ways to build up that muscle. You don't have to just... Cut corners, although I know you're all about cutting corners when it comes to stuff like that. Well, I mean, I know who of us likes to exercise. I do, but I'm I'm rare in our family, specifically. In fact, it was funny. We were talking about something Malia or something like that, and how athletic she is with cheer, because a lot of people don't think cheerleading is a sport. But if you watch it, it's it's gymnastics essentially. Mm and strength training. I mean, it's really, really hard work. And so she has lost some weight. She had lost a lot of weight while they were training for nationals. I said, yeah, I go, it's crazy. I, I didn't think she could lose weight because she's so thin, but she has. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it came up. Oh shit. What was it? Oh, I said, it's weird how all of our kids are really athletic. All of them. He said, yeah. He goes, well, weren't you athletic? I said, um, no, <laughs> no. He goes, well, Were any of your siblings in in any kind of sports? And I I laughed and I said, well, let's see. Paula was the performer. Mm -hmm. uh, Stephanie was the rebel. And Allison, you know, barely was hanging on. I said, I was a cheerleader Mm -hmm. and drill team in high school. And I can tell you that I was the most athletic sibling in the family. Well, I think if we had been allowed to be in sports,
1: Stephanie and Mm -hmm. I, we were... You were runners. We were really fast runners. Um, I was really good at like the long jump, And so I think like doing track and field stuff, I probably would have been good at. Um, Right. And then. But you
0: didn't do it. Well, I wasn't allowed to. No, I know. But I mean, but my point is, is that based on our history, I was the only one that had an activity outside of just, you know, going to school and maybe some clubs or whatever. Uh, Stephanie did do drill team in middle school. She did. I said, you know, that Family Guy episode where Stewie gets a trophy for the world's greatest athlete for kicking a ball three inches. I thought that's pretty much the ability that I had as far as athleticism goes. Oh, it wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. But um, now it's, you know, gosh, and our kids are so athletic. It's it, or were in high school. Mm-hmm. It's so much better. But um, yeah, so I don't mind. I don't mind the exercise. Actually, I really like it. it feels good to me. I like the dopamines and stuff so yeah I just yeah of, maybe maybe go out there and do a little uh little skip around the block
1: well Ryan he wants to keep up doing some sort of uh, activities during the summer mm-hmm. because he really enjoys yeah. running and so I yeah. said well maybe we'll just start running during the summer then so
0: <laughs> okay well I hope you do that yeah, I do too <laughs> we'll see okay so speaking of let's do a really quick ugly parenting segment now I realize that your son is having some issues in school. He is definitely having some issues in school. It's and all it's all grade related, correct? For the life of
1: us, we cannot figure out what his problem is. He just, he does not do his homework. Mm. Even though he's setting down doing his homework, he doesn't mm, do this- all of it. And yeah. then he says he's done with his homework. And then I check his little website thing. And I show that, you know,
0: he's missing like three assignments. This is a time period. This kind of reminds me of the terrible twos. Mm-hmm. Kids kids go through the terrible twos again when they're 12 because <clears throat> they feel like they're becoming, they feel adult because their bodies are, have changed so so dramatically and their brains are starting to develop so rapidly that they're starting to go, hey, I have some control over my life, man. I'm not being required to hold my mom's hand anymore and I can decide what I want to wear and I can decide what I want to eat and who my friends are and there's some freedom to growing up and I just think that they are at the next level of decision making where they can they have some choices and most kids don't make (laughs) the right one right they always go the other way at first I did I I had terrible grades in seventh grade terrible grades in seventh grade but you know my mom our mother She was kind of like, okay, if you get this grade, though, if you get this done, it might assist you. And so she would stay up with me until 2 a.m. completing a a big project Mm -hmm. so I could turn it in. And I don't know if that was really good for me or not. I mean, ultimately, I I figured out how to be accountable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I mean, nobody wants their kid to fail ever. Right. But if he doesn't care, then you just have to let him do it. I think you should let him fail. Personally, I would do what you're doing. And, you know, make it easy to help him and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But I mean, ultimately, I would I would let him see what happens if he I would let him see what the consequences are. Yeah, I really would. I mean, it sucks. You know, it sucks because it does. But yeah, I guess that's all it's part of life, man. It's part of life. I just don't want to set him up for an entire life through, you know, high school because of this. Well, I mean, I think it's really important for you to sit down and talk to him about the trajectory of this kind of attitude. I'm I'm with you. I think he's going to pull it out at the at the end of the day. I don't think he's going to get any Fs when he leaves 7th grade, but it's also a maturity thing. You know, the older people get the more they realize like just get the shit done and move on with our lives. You know, it doesn't have to be this big of an a part of our my life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like get it done and move on with my life. It's 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 accountability, man. Yeah. And if the parents aren't going to do it, then the, the school will. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Those parents, they should have been on top of that. Ryan is such a great kid. This is his way of rebelling. And because they're children and they don't see the big picture, he will ultimately be humbled and he will ultimately succumb to the hierarchy of school. They all do. We all do. Everyone does. So it is what it is. It's it's a it's a gentle reminder that no one is less than you in this world. <laughs> you have to respect the hierarchy. Yeah. Unless you're God, you have a boss, whether it's at school or at work. So, that's the lesson to be learned in middle school. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, well it and it, it does and force no him like have it. to. It
1: forces him to have to go communicate with his teachers. Which I yes. think is unusual for him. because It's unusual for anybody. Because he, no one likes he's that. just like, well, I missed that day. And I'm like, well, then go talk to your teacher about getting the paper. And he's just thinking in his mind, like, what?
0: Go talk to them? <laughs> I don't want to talk to that troll. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's true. But you have to. And now with email, it's so much easier. You can just drop an email and just say, hey, I missed this. Dah, 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 dah. What do I do? And they get back to you. I just wish that. It wasn't a hard, it, it's it's a hard lesson for some, but, you know, he's, he will, he will figure it out. Mm-hmm. He will, he will, he has to, because no one can go through life thinking that they get to decide the rules. It just doesn't work. Right. It doesn't work, especially in a situation. I mean, can you imagine we did this at work? They said, hey, Ryan, go, go do these three widgets. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, that's not fair. Right. I don't think I have to do that. They'd be like, oh, okay, you're fired." Right. You know, I mean that's basically what he's doing right now. So he will he will come out of it. They all do. They all do. Certainly hope so. Oh, absolutely. All right. So I have some huggly and awkward moments. We got some submissions this week. So let's do our hugly and awkward moments of the week. The doctor addiction. since I'm ill. <laughs> no. So this one, it has detail, but it's important to read it in its entirety because it, it matters. So I'm going to read okay. it. This is from Tracy. Oh, OK. So <clears throat> I had surgery in December with three surgeons. One was my OBGYN, one was a general surgeon, and the third was a urologist. The urologist did a procedure called a cysto- cystoscopy. OK. Cystoscopy. I can't pronounce it. And also some sort of treatment to my bladder. They go into your bladder with a scope, fill it up with some kind of fluid until your bladder bleeds, and then they drain it and do it all again. Okay. Anyway, I'm in menopause, so things are drier for me than someone who isn't Dale Bread. <laughs> <laughs> you're not Dale Bread. I'm the only one that thinks I'm Dale Bread. No one else is. I don't care if you're in menopause. I'm the Dale Bread, not you. Um, so, drier for you. Uh, my vagina was so sore after that surgery that I was literally bleeding, bruised, and burning so bad that I had to keep an ice pack on my lady bits for three solid days. Fast forward. I know, right? Fast forward to my surgery last week. I had three surgeons again, two OBs, and the same urologist who was planning to do a bunch of intricate stuff with my bladder and ureters. Anyway... I wanted to avoid the vaginal pain as much as possible, so when my OB walked in and I explained to him what went down and asked him to please nicely mention to the urologist and ask him to be more gentle this time, then I said very loudly, It's like the urologist is a 16-year-old with a boner and he doesn't know how to handle, and so he just hammered away at my vagina all day, not knowing what he was doing. I can't even deal. (laughs) And then the urologist, who was standing behind the curtain, walked up to my bed stone-faced and so embarrassed and said, I'm sorry you were so sore. I will try to be more gentle today. (laughs) (laughs) And then without missing a beat, he explained what today's procedure would entail. I felt like the biggest asshole on the planet, and I wanted to die. I'm pretty sure he did, too. I felt so bad and embarrassed for us both. Suffice to say, he did not come and talk to me after the procedure. Oh, no. (laughs) can you imagine talking crap about a doctor and then they come behind it's just like a tv show curtain i'm sorry that you had so much discomfort last week i will try better to be gentle i did talk crap about a doctor one time
1: did they hear it no i was apparently talking to the nurse and i was so pissed off and i thought the doctor had the worst bedside manner and i was totally (gasps) freaking out because i was pregnant with olivia And that's when I got admitted for that horrible throwing up thing. And I was completely dehydrated. I could not stop throwing up. And um, my doctor was, it was a weekend. So my doctor was not on call. It was this other doctor Mm. in the group. And um, he's just, he came in, gave me a once over and he's like, yeah, this happens all the time. We'll have you out by the end of the day and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) I'm like, and so when the nurse came (laughs) back in, um, I'm just like, like, I think I just went off about how rude he was and I was freaked out that I was going to be out by the end of the day. I said, you know, I've been dealing with this stuff for, you know, 15 weeks now and I can't stop throwing up. And, you know, I wasn't just here (laughs) for, you know, a fill up of IV fluids and, you know, why did they even admit me? And, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I totally went off. And then like 10 minutes later, she came back with the doctor and he says, um I apologize if I came off a little brash <gasps> and oh
0: my god so he totally apologized. Oh my god, you know, this is the thing that sucks about being pregnant and um and having a problem yes. is that they always think, "Oh, it's the hormones." Like they never ever think for a minute that you might be s- sincerely struggling. Right. You know like, what I mean? Or like, like that maybe their they issue were absolutely really was legit. Yeah. Like they were really a jerk. Right. You know, like their bedside manner was really bad. They're like, oh, she's just hormonal. It's like that thing that makes me so frustrated. It's just like when a guy patronizes you thinking, oh, she's probably just PMSing. Oh, she's just a hysterical woman. Like that shit makes me so mad. I'm like, no, don't 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 delegitimize my anger right now because now it's just going to double up. Pat me on the head while you're at it. I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. But at least he came in and apologized. That's nice. Yeah, I,
1: I told doctor my doctor at the time when he came back. I said if if he's the one that's on call when I have this baby, I said I I will
0: refuse <laughs> having a home birth. I just will absolutely refuse I'm having a home birth. That is the one thing I remember. I was pregnant with my with Molly my last one, and my doctor went on vacation. He went to Australia to run in a marathon. <laughs> Well, Dr. Marshall. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. He was so he was a ridiculous marathon runner. So healthy. And so think about people being skinny. I just he was obsessed with weight. No doubt. He's like, Jamie, you've gained five pounds (laughs) this month. I'm like, well, I'm pregnant. He's like, yes, but that's a lot. And I'm like, what do you (laughs) want me to do? He's like, stop eating so much. I'm like, you mean he's like, well, don't just don't do it. No, you can't gain any more weight. I'm like, oh, my God. Fine, oh my God. He was so... But, you know, he, I mean, didn't he... Wasn't he the one that told you that weight adds problems? Yeah, I went in I mean, there for my first um,
1: uh, pap smear. And he mm. was, you know, doing it. And then he popped his head up. And he's just like, you know, it's just so much easier <laughs> when people are thin. And... <laughs> He says, he so says obesity just creates so much more problems, so, you know, and I, I well, weighed like five pounds at the time. And so, yes, he says obesity just creates so many
0: problems. And he says it's just he's well, it, it, is it is just true. makes everything more difficult. <laughs> so. No judgment. Um, OK, so here's the second one. This one reminded me of me because I've done this before. Uh, For some reason, I felt the need to start up a conversation while my OB was fingers deep to lessen the awkwardness for me. First thing that came out of my mouth was, so do you enjoy your job? (laughs) (laughs) I felt him pause and chuckle. The nurse was off in the corner trying not to laugh by turning her back. But I saw her shaking shoulders. Anyway, way to make things more awkward by sounding like a pervert. Mm (laughs) I am the, wor- why? I don't like dead air. So I just, I'll say something dumb, you know? Yeah, I do too. My doctor has learned. Yeah, my doctor's learned though. When he's fingers deep into me, he goes, okay, so. So he talks because he knows that I'll be like, so anyway, how's the day going? No. Are, how, are you swimming? I mean, it's like dumb.
1: I've done that before. So dumb. It, well, I'll be sitting there and then they're doing their thing. And I hear like the little spray or whatever, you know, it goes on. I'm like, so I'm going to Reno this weekend. And, uh, <laughs> you know, exactly. like, do you like to gamble? <laughs> I play, I, I play jet, blackjack mostly, but you know, oh, I just God. start making random conversations.
0: I don't know. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Why Why some people do that? I don't know why we do it, honestly. Well, I'm sure it's, it's a nervous odd. thing where you're, like, either an over-talker sure. or you just don't talk at all, so. Yeah, it's like, so I'm going to
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that was cold. You must be using the uh, kitchen brush right
0: now because I can kind of feel that. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, my God. Paula, uh, I hate those so much. Actually, you know, my last pap smear I got... Um, I spotted afterwards yeah. and I never spot afterwards. Well, some people are, he was a bit brisk. Some people are better at
1: it than others.
0: I've had past years where I didn't feel a thing, you know? Uh, me too. This last one was rough and I don't know why. I don't know what the deal was there, but I, I he, in fact, I actually was able to call him on it because he did it. And then I had to go do lab work right afterwards. You know they have you pee mm-hmm. in a cup and all that garbage. So I did it. And he called me a couple of days later. And he said, "So you have blood in your urine, but all of your lab work is normal." And I said, "Oh, I can explain that." And he goes, "Oh, really? What?" And I said, uh, "He goes, oh, he asked me if I was menstruating. I said, oh, no. I go, it was your pap smear. You scraped the crap out of my cervix." He goes, "Oh, well, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> oh, really? You scraped my membranes." <laughs> I go, I was spotting for three days afterwards. I was I, I was a bit alarmed, actually. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was not a good one. It was not good. I'm like, this is unusual. Ugh. So anyway, well, thank you for your submissions. We appreciate your uh, awkward moments. I had, I've rallied the listeners. We are looking for a wedding or engagement awkward why, moments. Why are we doing that one? I'm just curious. Because the wedding, okay, I'll tell you why. I have a whole plethora of wedding things I need to tell you about because you hate weddings so bad
1: when I saw that and I'm like why why
0: (laughs) because I have so many things I need to tell you about this upcoming wedding season because I want you to hate it so much are you going to weddings this season or no I'm old as hell and my kids aren't married they're not doing the married thing we had the one and that was three years ago And so, and I would never diss a family member's wedding, ever. And so, um, no, this is, these are trends. And and let me tell you something. This new generation of ladies in their 20s, they are making bridezillas look like angels. Pinterest and, and social media has made them bitches on wheels you know
1: and so i watched this video the other day and they had the bride mm. sitting in a chair of course in the middle of the the dance floor and her mm. husband and the groomsmen like put on this dance performance for her or something like that oh. it wasn't you know like no i understand or anything it like was that. something it was something no. that they did <laughs> and i'm just like since when did weddings become a talent
0: show i just <laughs> Oh, my God, Paula, I saw a video of a bride who sang a song as she's walking down the aisle with her father. I've seen that one. Um, I mean, talk about this is the me show. This is all about me today. So I will be taking my my special microphone and I will be singing a song that I wrote myself to my groom as I walk down the aisle with my father. And you will all watch me. And there will be two cameras and still photos of this moment
1: yeah and then you know that's a lot for a while it was popular for bride and grooms to have like a coordinated dance you know that they oh yeah they did that and then <laughs> i think the things i can't stand the most is when the grooms start crying and like they can't stop when she's walking down the aisle
0: yeah because you wonder like why are you weeping like like they're just like <laughs> like why are like you really blubbering crying?
1: idiots and i'm just like i'd be walking down the aisle and i'd be so fucking pissed i'd be like what is wrong with you you have to know that they're like a giant softy when you're marrying them but i mean that would be pretty damn eye-opening if you
0: didn't know that i would it would be a red flag because i if i saw the weeping at one at some point i'd be like why are you really crying like are you having doubts about this are you are you drunk (laughs) like what's is the emotion yeah truly just drunk because the, the overwhelming emotion is one thing, but I mean, it's, this is an exciting, wonderful occasion and a little tear, a few tears is fine, but it's like, are you crying because this is the best I've ever looked? I don't <laughs> you know. You know, then you start to question. I don't know. So anyway. All right. Well, I think that's it. Okay. Well, then that's a
1: wrap for us today. So <clears throat> please send in your hugly and awkward moments for weddings slash engagements, so Paula can hate so it. So I can love to hate it. Cause you know how much I love that stuff. Yes. Your favorite. Send us your worst. Please. Check out Amazon. So go to uglytruth.com, click on our Amazon button and do your shopping there. We appreciate it. Click over to those pastels, ladies, for your makeup. I keep telling you. So go to lipandclip.com. Get yourself some makeup, some skincare. It's uh I know despite the snow and the rain. It's deceiving but uh you will need it so make sure you shop at lipandclip.com uh look forward to our little carnival show that we will have this week other than that we will talk to you next time Bye bye.
0: thanks for listening and sharing the show see you next time on the ugly truth